Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. If you've been a believer for any given period of time, chances are you've asked the infamous question, what is the mark of the beast? While many suspect the current vaccine might be it, Pastor J.D. suggests it might not be far off. In his prophecy update today, you'll learn how these current vaccines might be a precursor to the mark. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's prophecy update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly prophecy update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's prophecy update as shared on January 23rd, 2022. This will all end when everyone is vaccinated. And they say it just like that, too. (laughs) I'm sorry. Here's the truth. This will not end when everyone is injected by virtue of the seemingly endless booster shots, as they call them, which are believed by many to actually be kill shots. So I think, I forget what country, nation, five, they're on their fifth. Israel is on their fourth booster shot. Again, there you cannot find the actual numbers on this, and that, that's by design. You'll get one report over here that says this, you'll get another report over here that says that, and you get just more confused. And again, that's by design. It's all censored. It's all propaganda. It's all misinformation, especially when it comes to the actual number of deaths. I cannot stand before you and tell you that I have a verified source that this is the actual number of deaths. But here's what I can tell you. It is significantly higher than any of us could possibly imagine. We're talking about in the millions, potentially the tens of millions of people. Well, wait a minute. Vers says there's only, only 20 plus thousand deaths. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) And by the way, firsthand accounts. And these are not necessarily Christians, by the way. In fact, let me just say something on that, because this is a thing. (laughs) It is an indictment on the Christian and the pastor, but especially the pastor, when you have non-Christians speaking the truth that Christians and especially pastors should be speaking. I'm sorry for the strength in which I say that, but it's the truth. How sad is it that I, as a pastor, have to go to a non-Christian to find the truth? So that pastor I used to listen to, and there's a long list of pastors I used to listen to, 
I actually made the mistake of actually, I think, well, I wonder what they're saying now. Been, again, over a year, year and a half since I, I listened to them. Now I'll listen to us here. I think I made it about eight seconds. They're promoting this. They're promoting this. Okay, Lord, I mean, I would covet your prayers because this is a thing. I'm just going to say it's a thing. (laughs) Okay, it's a big thing. And it's a hard thing. But there are some who are suggesting that the number of deaths will increase in the future, in the not too distant future. And it's just really a matter of time. And here's why. I mean, that's what's happening. People are dying. Here's an explanation as to why it's happening, that people are dying. The injections contain spike proteins, which are creating trillions of minuscule clogs in the blood, causing the heart to become inflamed and overworked. This then drives other diseases, which in turn leads to hospitalization with the intended end being that of one's death. That's why what's happening is happening. This we do know. And this is why it is that you see perfectly healthy people, and all of a sudden now they're having myocarditis? Myocarditis? You'll find, and again, don't take my word for it, many people whose lives are over, their careers are ended, will never be the same again. Pilots, airline pilots, done, game over. A lot of people in the medical field, done, game over. Their lives will never be the same again because of this. This we do know. Okay, so, (laughs) well, let me just refer you to this last update titled, Coming to a Head. And the reason is, is because we look in depth into why it is that they want every human injected. We know it's not to prevent this, I'm calling it this, because not only is it not preventing it, it's actually, it seems making it worse. You know our God-given immune system? Man. (laughs) And by the way, and this is documented too, Those who, I should probably mention, okay, uh, help me out, please, Lord. Okay, you're looking at me right now saying, okay, pastor, I got injected. What happens now? Well, (laughs) listen, if you're born again and you got injected, you cannot be unborn again. Okay, so are you okay with that? Okay, just rest in that and know that. That's the truth. Now, I got injected. Am I going to die? I don't know. You know what? Okay, Lord. So many years ago, 
the question was asked of a pastor, can I smoke cigarettes and still go to heaven? And I thought the perfect answer, this was the perfect answer, yes, you can still go to heaven if you smoke cigarettes. In fact, you'll probably get there sooner. Is that okay? (laughs) Do you see where I'm going with this? Listen, if you're saved and you got injected, you're probably going to get there before we do. Unless, of course, the rapture is as soon as we hope it is and believe it is. Are we good? Is everybody good with that? That's the truth. And again, we're going to see this with the but God testimony. So, okay, if this is not about preventing this, what is this about? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) You asked, right? Well, I'm going to answer. What this is about is, and again, this is what my Bible says this is, it is to control the reduced population. First and foremost, it's to reduce the population. Then it's to control the reduced population who will only be able to work, travel, buy, and sell, predicated upon verification of vaccination. And this is exactly what we're told will happen during the seven year tribulation, specifically in Revelation chapter 13. That's what this is. So you're telling me that all of this, this huge massive deception, that all the nations have been deceived by this big pharma injection, all of this is about reducing the population, and then controlling the population? Yeah, because that's what the book of Revelation says. But God. I love those two words. I love those two words. They change everything. But God is meaning for good that which is meant for evil, and dare I say that this is pure evil in every sense of the word. But... God, in the end, will have the final word in meeting out just judgment on the perpetrators of this evil, who I truly believe are demon-possessed and are given over to the lie, having rejected the truth. Jesus is the truth. He's the way, the way, the truth, and the life. And there is no way to the Father except through Him for those who will simply believe in Him. Which is why we always end these prophecy updates with the gospel, the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ, and by way of the simple childlike explanation of salvation vis-a-vis the ABCs of salvation. The A, very simply, is for admit or acknowledge 
that you sinned. Because unless and until we admit that we've sinned against God, why would we be interested in a Savior? No need. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. We were all born sinners, which is why Jesus said we must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. Romans 3.23 says, all have sinned, every single one of us, and fall short of the glory of God. That's actually what the word sin means, by the way. It's an archery term, meaning you missed the mark. You fell short of the bullseye, God's perfect standard of righteousness. So as an archer, if you shoot the arrow and miss, they would say, you sinned. You missed the mark. You fell short. And we've all sinned and fall short. Romans 6.23 is interesting because it sort of packages, for lack of a better way of saying it, the bad news first with the good news. (laughs) The badder, I know this is in proper English, so please don't email me, but the badder the bad news is, the gooder the good news will be. And this is pretty, pretty bad. How bad? Well, death. That's pretty bad. The wages of sin is death. It's the death penalty. That's the bad news. What's the good news? Oh, the gift of God. Gift, not wages. Wages you, you earn, you deserve. Gift is given. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the A. And the B, which is central in the ABCs, is for simply believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. See, when you acknowledge and admit that you sin, then that leads you like that tutor from the law, that shows you you. It's a mirror, a perfect mirror. And the, the, the law shows you that you've broken every single one of those commandments. You're guilty as charged. And then here's the Holy Spirit taking you by the hand uh, and leading you from the law to the Christ who fulfilled the law. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart, that God raised Jesus from the dead. Why did He need to be raised from the dead? Because of the death penalty. Because the wages of sin is death. So Jesus says, I will go to your death in your stead. That's the good news. And if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. That's the B. And then the B leads to the C because once you put your faith in the Lord, believe in the Lord, then you call upon the Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And Romans 10.13 lastly seals the deal. All who call, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. I implore you today, you might be here in this service today or watching online, I beg you, (laughs) if you've never called upon the name of the Lord, believing in your heart, 
confessing with your mouth, trusting in Him, acknowledging your sin. (laughs) How do I say this? I'm just going to say it. Why in the world, with everything happening in the world, would you delay the most important decision of your life for eternal life? What are you waiting for? Well, I just want to see how things go. Are you kidding me? That was really a crass way to say (laughs) what maybe could have been said in a more gracious way, but today's the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Can I just share with you this uh, testimony real quick? It speaks to what we just talked about. It's from Deborah. She writes, J.D., warn people about remdesivir. From what I read about this drug, it is administered with an antibiotic which causes your lungs to fill up with water. This is because it shuts down your kidneys and liver. Then they slap you on a respirator which will kill you. I found out that Medicare gives the hospital a bonus of $3,000 per treatment five times. They give a bonus if they list your death with COVID. There's a huge list of things hospitals get when they give certain drugs paid by insurances and Medicare. So the hospitals are paid to kill. I went to an urgent care center and was told my oxygen was only 88. A person should be between 90 to 96. So my hubby took me to the ER at the hospital. He was thrown out of the hospital so they could play with me. I was given an EKG, chest x-ray, and statins by IV. I was told they were admitting me. Six times the ER doctors told me they were giving me remdesivir. I refused six times knowing about this drug. At 11 p.m. a new nurse came in and told me, your medicine is here. What is it? I asked. Remdesivir. I told the nurse to take it out the same door she brought it in. (laughs) This is a woman after my own heart right here. (laughs) What did they think? I would be asleep and they would put it in my IV? The next day I told the nurses that I was going home. Two ER doctors appeared telling me if I went home I would die. I told the doctors, God put the breath in my lungs, and if he decides to remove it, I will be in heaven with Jesus. Wow. I was told to stop this explicitive by the doctors. Sunday morning I told the nurses, I'm going home, that's it. That was at 6 a.m. At 11 a.m., one of the two ER doctors came to my room, He demanded that I tell him where I learned that remdesivir was a bad drug. She proceeded to tell him that a doctor and a pastor had told her about this. (laughs) By the way, don't do that. I'm already in enough trouble as it is. Can you not use my name, please? 
So they go back and forth. This lasted 20 minutes, she says. I shut him down and told him to move on to dismissing me from the hospital. I was not going to be harassed any longer. At this time, both doctors told me they were scared for me. They were afraid to let me go home as I would die. Not once did one of those doctors call my house to see how I was doing. JD, I'm still alive. Seven weeks later. (laughs) It is through the grace of God that I am. Had I taken that remdesivir, I would be dead now. It is the Holy Spirit and you who warn me of this terrible drug. Everyone I talk to doesn't know about it. I am sharing this bad news (laughs) with everyone I meet. I am not afraid of dying, don't get me wrong. It's just our insurance companies and Medicare government are paying big money to kill people. How shameful is this? I wish you would spread the word about this killing field. I think that what they will pay is under the CARES plan. I did do a little bit of research on this. And she's right. You can actually find this. It is public knowledge. And you can find this information of exactly what they pay the hospitals to do. It's sad that we go to these hospitals for help only to be killed off. Love your Thursday and Sunday teachings. Watch them every week. I truly believe God led me to you. My hubby, I love that, is 68 and I am 67. I have been saved since I was 13, and my hubby came to the Lord when he was 28 years old. Thank you, and God bless Mrs. Lanes. I have to tell you the truth, right? I'm going to give an account one day, soon and very soon, I believe. And I long to hear the Lord say to me, well done, good job, good and faithful servant. Father in heaven, I, I thank you that we know the truth. We know you, Jesus, and you know us. And Lord, I thank you that the truth is what sets us free, and whom the Son sets free is free free indeed. Lord, I pray for anyone who's maybe here today or watching online. First and foremost, if they've never called upon you, believed in you, I pray that today would be the day of their salvation. And secondly, Lord, for those of us who've been walking with you for many years, I pray, Lord, that you would encourage and strengthen our hearts in these perilous and deceptive times that we're living in, as confusing as they are, that you would redirect us to your truth, your word of truth. Lord, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to a Prophecy Update with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. 
as you continue to learn about the things that are happening all around us and how that relates to the Bible, take some time to pray for this nation and for the world as a whole. How all the details will play out is still unknown, but God treasures the prayers that are offered on behalf of His people and the world around them. Continue to delve deep into God's Word on your own and gain some useful insight about these things in addition to what you hear from Pastor J.D. Are there some things that you heard today that really touched home in your heart that you'd appreciate some prayer over? We'd be honored to pray for you. Let us know what those requests are by going to jdfarag.org and then fill out the form under contact. Once again, that website is jdfarag.org. You can also find us on social media. You'll find links to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and in spirit and truth. If you're wanting to access these things on the go, we have a mobile app that's available for iPhone and Android users. Just look under the resources tab. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for joining us. We look forward to our next edition where you'll get the opportunity to hear more insightful things about the days that we're living in and how that intersects with what's been predicted in the Bible. Join us again here on In Spirit and Truth.